I've always struggled with my own、uh, skin, and then your skin is the first part of your personal resume in a way. So I realized the problem is not actually ourselves; it's about the industry. I'm Gil Galanos, and welcome to Story Mark, a show about leaders, the moments that made them, and the mark they leave. Welcome to the first in a new series called Story Mark Spotlight. Where we hear from young leaders about their professional journey after experiencing Israel with iTrack. On today's show, founder and CEO of Hello Eva, Siki Mu. I grew up in China till I was seventeen, and I went through a lot of very competitive, I would say, early educations because of just scarcity. Everything was. Benchmarked based on test scores, and then it was it was very difficult, but also has honed you to become this very tough person. So I started playing the piano when I was at the age of four, and I still am a pianist today. I actually I'm part of this New York Piano Society, so we perform sometimes at the Carnegie Hall, at like Lincoln Art Center. So it became a very important part of who I am. I, I also think like playing the piano since I was a young age. Helped me grow a lot of creativity. I started doing some composition later on in my life as well, which helps me as a creative outlet. I think helps me with my entrepreneurial pursuit later on as well. Because being an entrepreneur, you have to be somewhat creative in a lot of solutions that you come up with. You went to pursue a joint degree MBA from Stanford and MPA from Harvard Kennedy School. Yes.、Uh, which of them was more Fun educational,、uh, you know, that you were attracted to. I would say they're extremely different. I was attracted to the Kennedy School degree first because I developed a strong interest and passion in public policy. But as I was in Kennedy School, I realized that what is most appealing and attractive to me is not just like the policy side, but also like how do we convert these policy into building real, impactful organizations, and that's essentially. Building business and creating jobs and creating opportunities and making innovations to society. So I thought, like, what could be better than going back to business school and applying these skill set and learnings I have gained to create a business actually that that makes these policy to live. So I looked into programs at obviously at Harvard, at MIT, at Stanford, and I. I was, I guess, I was again attracted to back to the California weather, and then I was like, after being in Boston for just one semester at Kennedy School, I realized it's really cold, and in the winter it could be a little depressing. So I decided to do a joint degree with Stanford, which is where I came from for my undergraduate, and then so that I can go back to the California nice weather, and then I can get a little bit of both taste of both worlds, which I'm very, very grateful for. During your studies at HKS, you also joined the、uh, Israel Trek, and you went to Israel. So,、yeah. how was the experience? I don't say this lightly because it's it's truly an eye-opening trip that was not just like fun and exuberant and stimulating, but also has made a huge impact in my life. Israel is always a very mysterious land, in my opinion, especially growing up in China, because you always hear these news about Israel-Palestine conflict. Every day, almost in our news channel, but you're always also very curious about it because Israel has historically had a pretty good relationship with China compared to other Western countries. So, like for me, I had this like interesting perspective that I had like this 
curiosity about the nation and the cultures. We also went to Ramallah, which we, I think for a lot of the, our Israeli classmates, that was also their first time to go to Ramallah to meet with some of the Palestinian leaders to understand their perspective of the story. And that to me was like so interesting because I see a parallel of this a conflict or this interesting dichotomy with like China and Taiwan. It was really interesting to get those perspectives firsthanded from the leaders on both sides. And I made a lot of meaningful friendship. Some of this friendship that was built from the Israel truck really became much more magnified later on. Like a lot of these conversations are happening organically as an extension of our friendship that we made in Israel. So that was really special to me. So happy to hear that. So fast forward, you're the co-founder and CEO of a company, Hello Ava. Am I saying it right? Yeah, hello, Ava. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the company. Where did the idea come from? It's a personal struggle, I would say. So I've always struggled with my own skin. And that kind of goes back into college life where I would have like lots of different skin issues, whether it's acne or rosacea or eczema. And then your skin is the first part of your personal resume in a way. And I, I don't say this in a way that's like superficial or materialistic, but that really truly affects how young people, and especially during teenage years, how they feel about themselves. So I realized I'm not alone in this journey. There are a lot of people that actually struggle with their own skin. And the problem here is there's a lack of personalized solutions in the market. Because as an individual, when we have our own skin trouble, our first solution is always go to our friends and be like, what do you use? Tell me. Like, I'm going to buy that immediately. And I bought them and realized that, oh my God, it doesn't actually work well for me because maybe my skin's very different from my friends. So I realized the problem is not actually ourselves, it's about the industry. Industry deliberately come up with a lot of products to confuse you so that you can keep buying and trying new products and that helps with the, obviously the profits of these companies. So we decided there's an issue here that we need to come up with a solution. So the solution we come up with is we're gonna build an overarching algorithm that helps customers to see what is the best match of the product that actually fits their skin. You can think about like a match.com for like skincare market that allow customers to go get some help from a professional who is you know, licensed to do this and then have a fully personalized regimen that's made for them. And then they can use these products with confidence. We fast forward a few years later. Now we have a pretty awesome community. We've already helped more than almost 200,000 people to come up with their own personalized regimen. We have more than 350,000 followers on our Instagram who have been interested in this solution that we're building. And then on the other hand, we are able to build partnership with more than 200 plus different brands so that we can offer a truly personalized solution. When you look at your journey until now, what was the biggest challenge that you had to face? I would say in the early days, I had a lot of trouble finding connections in the beauty industry, which is like very difficult to break in. If I come from working at Estee Lauder or L'Oreal, one of these big firms, then I think it would have been much easier for me to build these partnerships. Later on, I found out that also just technology talents is really difficult to recruit. For what we're trying to build, we need to 
have a lot of multidisciplinary talents. So people who understand chemistry and skincare and dermatology, but also people who are good at technology, algorithm building, machine learning, and training this data set. For me, I, I, I consider myself a pretty multidimensional person because I've done economics and I've done computer science. And also I'm very interested in beauty as an industry because I'm a big consumer in this. But I'm not an industry expert in everything. So I have to find people who are better than me to realize these visions. And it's very, I think that's extremely difficult as an entrepreneur. Who are the people that impacted who you are or where you are today? I would say definitely my own parents. My, both my parents are entrepreneurs. My mom actually helped my dad build out his own business. Now it's like a really big business in China and also have a lot of footprint in the U.S. and in, in Europe. They've been extremely influential to me, not only because they're entrepreneurs setting great examples, but also because their ethics of how much they how hard they worked to build a great life from for their next generation. And then there's a lot of very influential, important people as I go through different parts of my life, whether it's my mentors and professors from college or my first boss from Morgan Stanley. They've all made a huge impact in my life not just from their industry expertise, like, like for example, my first boss at Morgan Stanley, she's like the epitome of bond math and how to do like U.S. government bonds. She knows it much better than anyone I, I can imagine in the industry, but not just that, right? Like she's also this in, incredible female leader who is the epitome of what girl boss is. So I saw my firsthand, my mom being a girl boss and then later on my first female boss and more insane being this girl boss. So then now it gives me this confidence like I can become one of them too in the future. What's next for you? What's next for the company and I guess also personally? With the company, we're obviously hoping to make even bigger and bigger impact. Eventually, hopefully be able to join a bigger ecosystem and make this default solution of whenever people think of, I want to buy skincare products. We also hope that our system can be integrated into the different parts of touch points about people's homes. So then we're working on this partnership right now, actually, with Alexa. So then people can ask Alexa, what should I buy? What should I use today? And then also we can be integrated into the text messaging and all these chatbot solutions that people can use very easily. So it becomes truly kind of part of their life as their personal skin consultant, which is what our initial vision was. And I, I think we're not too far away from that vision. And then for me personally, what's next is now I'm a, I would say a new mom that's very relatively inexperienced in this journey. I believe that you have a three years old and a baby at home. How, yeah. how are you educating them comparing to the way that you were educated in China? So both my husband and I are, are from China originally. So it's very interesting to get this dual perspective. I think for us, when we look at our next generation, we obviously want them to be successful in whatever they do, but we want them to have their intrinsic value to be developed first. And we want them to work hard because they want to work hard towards something now because they feel like they have to prove something to the external forces. So I want to be able to train my kids to be emotionally smart, to be able to deal with both the good times and the bad times. And they need to be able to embrace those moments.
Siki, it was so wonderful to have you on our show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be able to share some of the stories. You've been listening to Storymark. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, consider signing up for the Storymark newsletter, where we'll keep you up to date about upcoming guests. Visit storymarkpodcast.org to sign up, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Storymark. Storymark is brought to you by iTrek Studios. iTrek is a nonprofit that inspires tomorrow's leaders through peer-led week-long treks in Israel to experience its innovation, diversity, and complex reality firsthand. For more information, visit iTrek.org. I'm your host, Gil Galanos. Our producer is Patrick Emil, and associate producer is Rebecca Sebastian. Our editor is Zev Levi. Thanks for listening, and let's go out. See you next time.